Hello, everybody. Welcome. My name is Ryan. And I'm Heather. And this is Confidence Through Cabaret. And today we are super excited and honoured to be sharing the screen and to be working with the wonderful Cindy Huang of the incredible Psychic Anthropologist. Oh my God, Cindy, hi. We have been so looking forward to this. How are you? Hi, um, I am actually, I'm fine. Um, despite of everything and the chaos yeah. and stuff and with moving and pan the pandemic and stuff. But I'm doing fine. Um, I, uh, I'm doing like, really situating myself in this whole new environment. And I think it's the first time that I feel that I am at home, right. which I didn't have the feeling when I was like, you know, you're living with the with my parents. I think like everybody has this kind of own like similar feeling if you're still stuck with your parents. And but yeah, it's nice to be here. I was looking forward to everything. And yeah, Thank oh, we, you. we've been talking. We've been talking about this for weeks. We cannot wait to talk to Cindy. We just yes, we're so excited by what you do. So do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, of course. So um, I first, I am an anthropologist. So I study cultural anthropology at the University of Graz. It's my major. I am majoring in January. So this month or next month, like we shall see how it goes, but um, and I am a witch as well. I practice mainly creative, creative and cottage witchcraft, which is based around um, art and also um, kitchen magic and everything that's around home and the mundane life. Because I think that if things is more simpler, uh, it's, you, you know what I mean by English, um, but if it's more simple so um it's more magical like magic is all about integrating into your normal life and at least for me um and yeah that's what my practice is i am psychic as well um divination is like the um, plays a really really huge part of my life that's how i started with my whole spiritual journey and my whole um magical journey and i do i can see auras i paint them mostly on pictures and stuff and i also can do psychometry so yeah and and i love psychometry i i think that's probably one of the most fascinating things it's when you um so i can read the whole story of an object based on tuning into the energy and channeling the story and the energies that's attached to it i what i can't do is for of course help them to moving on and stuff because i'm not a medium and but um yeah so that's what i do and that's what i love to do and yeah and that's all what my whole business is so reading tarot um right and um, painting auras and uh, reading auras and psychometry so yeah wow 
And wow. what brought you to that? Uh, what brought you to to working within this within this field? To be honest, um, my I was really bored when like the pandemic started <laughs> because my exams got postponed and I don't know when I should learn what I should learn and stuff. So I got more in tune with my with like art, my hobbies and also with spirituality in general. I've been neglecting it for quite some time. Um, like first of all, because of school, and second of all, because um, what I've experienced in the past with someone who was um, schizophrenic, but um, I just had the time. And I thought I was like, okay, I need money. <laughs> Maybe I could, um, you know, just make a, a little bit like, I don't want to say make a living out of it right now, but at least, you know, get some pocket money or stuff like, and yeah, that's how I got into this whole business side of things. I mean, I'm now, um, I started, I'm currently thinking, I think it's some nine months about probably plus minus. So, um, but I've seen a lot and not everything I like, let's just say. There are a lot of things I don't like and a lot of things I like. I'm still figuring everything out. I mean, I always say we are never old, too old to learn. So, yeah. So how did you go about learning this? How did I go about learning? This was a lot of like self-learning. I had like always an interest to like reading tarot ever since I was little. I always loved this magical stuff. I used to read a lot of fantasy when I was little and oh god I love witches. I always loved witches. I grew up with watching Charm so used to that as a 90s kid and so I but well, I was a little bit intimidated because like they're like over 70 cards and I was like no way in hell I'm gonna memorize all of it but my curiosity kicked in when I started to watch more pick a card readings on YouTube like they're everywhere mm -hmm. and then I just bought my new deck of a new tarot deck so um it was kind of it's a playing card size I can show you it's like this kind of oh, size and it was really non-expensive it was like 13 euros and I was like yep I can this um I can buy I can pay that so I just bought it and I just went about it and I oh I told myself that it's not bad if you can't memorize everything and if it's something that you don't know what uh, what it means just look it up there are like Pinterest and stuff and there's like meanings and also as like um I mean, I've been reading now tarot for two years and it's a process. You get to memorize at least, you know, some things. And also it's very important to know that the cards that's showing you what you interpret into that, it's a story. 
So you ask the question mm -hmm. and just, just like see, okay, how does it fit into the story? And that's how I read cards. It's like a, star a storytelling method. Yep. It's like the most comfortable for me. And so uh, with your with your practice um, being so, you know, because you've got various different uh, disciplines that you use, um, especially with like aura readings and stuff like that. How do you find um, what what has that helped to illuminate for you within your own uh, sort of self-confidence journey? How have you sort of used that within within your within yourself to embrace all those things? Because I know you said that you you sort of struggled with the idea of of um of if you could do it or what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing you know all that sort of stuff what was it that allowed you to step into that how did you do that um i mean i would like to say it's like more spontaneous everything it was like um i have a gift i know that it's sometimes more of my consciousness basically my mind saying like you cannot do that that's not real and sometimes my scientific side it's like blocking me sometimes because i've been doing that for four years and but then i was like no i i do have a gift and i've been born that way i am like highly sensitive mm -hmm. so that's why i could actually develop my my, my psychic abilities like a little bit more easier because mm -hmm. i was born that way mm -hmm. i do don't really have the you know the social blockages that probably a lot of people have to do religions and religion and stuff i mean buddhism is like also really like there's a whole mysticism like around buddhism as well so we don't really have the religious or social blockage we have mm -hmm. but for me it's more the scientific kind of thing yeah. and also sometimes my partner you know like he's not really open to everything but he tries to at least that it's just like my whole spiritual journey helped me with my um, psychological health let's just say i was not in a good place um due to mobbing and stuff and i had very very low self-value but like knowing that i have a gift i can help people and that like this whole spiritual side basically it really helped me to evolve myself and become who I am right now and get more healthy into the more healthier thinking, you can say. I mean, without me really embracing the spiritual side, I won't be here, like seriously, like not like in the sense that I won't be on earth or something, but I won't be in Vienna. I won't be with my boyfriend, for example, if I don't embrace everything. I think that although the lockdown and the pandemic has been bad for a lot of people i mean it had also side effects for me and my family for of course because we are from wuhan and stuff but it has a very positive side as well because without it and without the time i gained i won't be here i won't develop everything i have right now because before i only could read tarot you know that's like 
more the basic, you know, and not like the developed um, gifts I have right now. For example, reading aurors or the way I read aurors and also psychometry because I really took the time that I gained to just go deeper into myself, do a lot more shadow work. And I think the shadow work specifically helped me to, you know, evolve to a better place, come to a better place and be a little bit more of an optimistic slash realistic side, you can say. So, yeah. So the pandemic helped me in that sense. Yeah. Glad you just tune in. I love yeah. that you've made use of that time. I have lots of questions that I just want to go back to for anyone who isn't familiar with some of the terms. Um, the first one is witch. So some people won't be familiar with that term mm -hmm. other than from something they've seen on TV or something in our past history. Mm -hmm. um, so when you talk about, you know, being a creative witch and being a kitchen witch, what do you mean? Okay, a witch in general is somebody who, so it like, it's a term, there are like multiple terms. There's like, I identify as a witch, but there are also terms like pra practitioner, that's also a lot of people use, occultists, that's also one term, for example, or priestesses, and witchcraft in general is you work with energies, and witchcraft is all about paths there are so many paths in the witchcraft traditions and kitchen magic for example or the cottage and green witch creative witch path this is like one of the paths i work with the energies that's within my house for example and i or i work with energies that's in art i infuse my energy i have into my art and or the things that I craft to, for example, and improve the energy to for protection, to attract um, different things that I want to attract or help other people to attract, for example. And um, there's like also like other paths, for example, green witch path, like the green witchcraft is all about herbology they use a lot of herbs and um like what's the word herb medicine like it's also based not only like witchcraft in the sense that they work with the energies but it's also that there is a, me a medicine kind of part into the green witch path but there's like a lot of other paths that um i am myself not really familiar but um, but um, there are like also two sides of like the occultist sides. There's like either you are like me, a folk practitioner. Like folk practitioner are people who really work with the things they have on hand and with what the mythologies and stuff. Like it's really, really down to earth and really grounded practice. And there are also ritualistic and ceremonial practices. Ceremonial practices, they have like the huge setup with 
like a huge altar with stuff and they have like the like ritualistic and stuff it's something that i don't connect because um i am i i try to be not materialistic i don't like this whole kind of super materialistic side that's why i connect more with the with folk 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 paths so yeah so i hope that makes sense <laughs> yeah it does well it does it does and i and i would say you know it's it's something that um although you're talking about you're born with a gift it's something that you know energy is all around us all of the time and you know particularly if you're spending more time in your home at this point in time yeah um then it is worth if you you know going and, and looking into it for yourself and finding out about your energies and finding out about, you know, because we all have high energies and low energies that we would recognize, yeah, exactly. um, but really kind of recognizing what resonates with you about how to manage that energy around you. For example, and I don't know if this is something that you do, um, but I have worked with companies who've done this as well as, as their business model. Um, but, you know, like having so much clutter around, Mm-hmm. Is it for me anyway? I do. I have way too much clutter. I'm glad you can't see my room. Um, but but it, it is. It, it's very absorbing of my energy, and it's very draining. Then, mm-hmm. and then that impacts my confidence because I don't have the energy. I don't have the motivation. I don't. I, and I and I I just feel zapped. Do you know? What yeah. I'm so so I don't I don't. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk to the people who in, who be listening to this, that can really be um, helped by what you're talking about in their own way. Yeah. Um, and so I love that you're sharing with us that there are, there are so many practices and this is what you live by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you are really like interested into witchcraft and stuff and you really want to find your path, I mean, one way I do always start as an elect, uh, ec- eclectic witch because when you are eclectic, you have like you work with everything basically, and you just take what you are interested in because then you have kind of like an open door, and then just like find out what you are interested because. With your hobbies, basically, you can find your path with your hobbies, what you like to do, what you're passionate about. And I mean, my one of my hobbies is basically being creative and writing and also cooking. That's also has been like one of my main passions and stuff and main interests and main hobbies. And it's really like if I'm stressed or something, I always do stress baking. <laughs> That's like something I've always done. So yeah, that's for example, how I find my path. If you're like, there are also like literature witches or mind witches or something. So do whatever, like find your path with your interest. That's all I say. Yeah. That's when you found your, your sort of, or maybe when you were sort of exploring those pathways, um, what do you think it would be a, because I know that there, as, as Heather says, there's lots of like, when you first come into this, uh, it's great to have an open mind and try and be as eclectic as possible. But yeah. also you kind of want something that you can, once you've found that, you want to be able to start applying it in other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So 
how do you apply your creative witch practice um, to other areas of your life? Where does it show up? And you know, how do you how does that help you move confidently through the world? What I do, for example, like in other different areas, um, for example, is I'm currently applying for art school just um, because um, I mean, not right now for fun, because if you're applying to uh, any kind of you know, university here in Vienna, you get a, a free um, ticket. So for, for all of the public um, traffic and stuff, so transport. So that's why I mainly do that. But uh, but also for um, other stuff, for example, job interviews and stuff, I love to um, just basically um, take uh, paper or just like with water and something. And I like to draw runes, for example, right. and just enchant it. Or what I also like to do is just like took jewelry. I don't really wear any jewelry, but um i i like to um just enchant my jewelry or i have ugh, those little bottles like spell bottles right i can put in my purse and stuff and um that's what i do it kind of, it really boosts my energy i have a event uh aventurine that uh, it's like a necklace and nice. I had to make it the can because the leather band ripped off but like when I wear it I feel so much more confident because the inventorine it just like it opens up every like motivation and also you like your throat chakra and everything and it's just it makes me easier to just like go on with everything if I need to have if I have a job interview if I need to go to somewhere where I need to speak to someone who is like more in a higher official or a professor or something. I normally um, wear this and it makes me feel more with myself and confident with who I am. Or I make some oils like spell oils and I smear it, for example, I have a money oil and also this one I make this, I made it new, just like a road opener right and i like to do it like for example um put some drops on my shoes or my laptop i love to do that because i mean i work online so to attract clients and stuff i like to smear something like some oil and triple some oil on my laptop and i mean it's not water and it's bullet it's it's it doesn't destroy it let's just say it like this yeah. <laughs> and and also what I like to do is using cleansing um, water. I don't smoke here because of the cat. And also my, my partner doesn't like smokes, like, like incense and stuff. So I love to make some lavender water to cleanse the house and stuff. So that's what I use, like just little things. And if my partner is again in a bad mood, for example, I like to cook something that warms his heart or make a little bit things a little bit more better. But yeah, that's basically what I do. Or if I really desperate, for example, I cannot find my phone or anything else. I just 
um, I cast a spell, but this spell, the spells I use is very simple. It's just a wish. If you wish for something and you put the emotions into the wish, like in two seconds, probably it pops up or it, it will manifest or in a few minutes. And if, for example, uh, if I put my phone somewhere I cannot find again or a fairy is mischievous again, I, was, I, I will just like, I will cast a spell and then wait for two minutes and then find and, and then go with my intuition and see where it is and normally it works it usually works so yeah that's what i do <laughs> that's very cool um, so i'm sorry i i wanted to also ask for anyone who isn't familiar i think most people will be familiar with auras mm -hmm. what did you mean by aura reading what's what is that entail and how, and how does what does that inform so how i see auras or how i read aura is really different to other people there are people who are really natural born with a gift that to really see auras that like when they look uh into someone they see like all the colors i channel energy that's how i work and i need to like um most most of the times when I do aura readings, I put my intention into the channeling. So, okay, I am channel the energy to um, see colors. So that's like my intention. And then I need to pause for probably, I would need to concentrate for one or two minutes. And then in my mind's eye, like there comes the color of the energy. So, but, and how I see the, colors is also really different to probably what's like by the book or with people who are born with the natural gift um sometimes i would like look up the meaning though if like if it's not exactly clear with one color if the color is darker as it should be let's just say that probably means that there are some problems into in that field but everybody uh, are born with, uh, with, you know, um, colors and the color of the auras. And um, sometimes they have even like multiple colors into that because it shows their personality. And what I also believe with auras is actually, it tells you a lot about your um, past life as well. Like what happened in the past life or in one of your past life, because the circle, of your past life tells a lot like why and why you're working like why is it right now the colors and what happened for example and what i sometimes also do is i like to um like get into like details or something i like to like you know shuffle some cards as well to give like a little bit more of a detail but you know that's how i read even if you like give me a photo with you like completely in makeup or something i channel your energy it, this is I, I that's what i do so even if you have a filter i still can channel your energy your energy like it cannot be covered with makeup so yeah do you believe that everyone has the ability if they took the time and space to be able to to recognize maybe not read it but recognize auras 
Mm, I do, but it would be not probably not as intense as somebody who is actually born with the gift to read auras. For example, for me, I'm not born with it. It's not that intense like everybody else. I'm, go I'm not going to like walk around and, you know, see people in colors or like like this kind of halo around them. I, it's, I'm not born with it. It's not that intense. But if you're willing to do that, and I mean, it depends on where your um, your abilities are, you know, like for me it's channeling, for other people it might be like something else, for example, like energy healing or something like this, you know, it's like, it depends on the practice, depends on where your abilities are. So yeah, but it won't be that intense probably in my opinion like somebody who is born with the gift of reading auras. Yeah. So I have, I have um, two more things that you, you mentioned. Psychometry, mm -hmm. and I know you talked about that that's about the energy that's in an object. Mm -hmm. How do you use that? Now, like the last thing I have, like I helped with, uh, that was also like psychometry. Somebody asked in the group if somebody can read uh, objects. And I mean, I got tagged by a friend, um, Prada lady, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and then I was tagged by her. <laughs> and then she um, it was like, yes, I can't do that. I, I, I had done before for a friend and I tuned into the energy, it was a ring an engagement ring and it was first of all i did some research that was that is something i always do and it's a really it's a old edwardian opal ring mm. it's really expensive she got it from um uh what's the name um antiquity store i think oh, it's yeah. yeah and it's like this is really expensive i just some did some research like it would cost i think about four thousand dollars a little bit more than four thousand five thousand dollars so it's really expensive and it's an original so so uh and then i i, I tune into the energy and it's like um it feels difficult it was like it's a female energy but it feels really difficult and somebody something is up but i couldn't really tell what because like the energy was so like you know difficult to read mm. and then i was like okay i need to i, I was drawn to put my i like to um get my cards out and i you know like multiple cards fell out and it was like okay and just laid it all out i do have to say this is probably the most difficult reading on an object i've ever read because it took me 10 minutes to figure out what happened and this uh young female uh, that came to me and um, it was around the edwardian era era for of course with the ring and stuff and it's very, very, very difficult. So she married into um, 
wealthy family and she was really unhappy because you know aristocratic and a little bit like Dalton Abbey and it's like really really difficult and she wasn't really happy and she fell in love with someone who is um who could give her that but mm-hmm. she and offered her to you know go but she rejected it out of fear and now she's regretting it and that's why she can't let go and attach her energy and her spirit basically onto this ring and the reason why she um so my friend got um drawn to this ring and i heard her saying that i uh, it was me like it was on purpose because mm-hmm. back then she was engaged with someone and then she um basically the, probably the, the spirit was like you know this you you need to know the truth permission on earth was basically um seeking the truth helping women to seek the truth and to empower them and so the story of this whole thing is that it was her and she attract so she did this kind of attraction thing and attracted an energy towards her and afterwards uh, she told me that another reason why this was the case her kid was with her and she wanted to reunite with her kid and she's a medium so my friend is a medium she can see spirits and she was with her and her met so and my friend's mission was basically not only helping them to move on but to reunite them so that's the whole story with that mm-hmm. and i love to do psychometry i do have to say because it also you know combine what i do on the scientific side you know anthropology and we do a lot of you know um things like museum work and stuff so research uh, like object research i've been doing that for four years so it really combines both and i mean it's very 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 cool because you got to you get to know the story of an object Mm -hmm. and not only like this personal story of someone which is also interesting but like it's a whole history like there's a spirit attached to that it's so cool it's like another form of mediumship basically that's how i see it amazing amazing okay i have one more question and this is my favorite um you mentioned that during lockdown you were doing a lot of work on your shadow Mm -hmm. can you just share with everyone what that means so i'm gonna start with shadow work and what that actually is shadow work I do have to say this is nothing very spiritual it's psychological it's from Carl Jung he had developed everything to um, really work with the thing that you maybe don't want to touch that's uncomfortable but you need to touch on that you need to recognize it and you need to work with it in order really to improve yourself like uh, you improve the thing that 
psychologically, I don't want to say it's wrong with you, but like something that's just like unhealthy for your own goods, let's just say like this. And you can either do it yourself or you can do it with a therapist. Yeah. For me, for example, my shadow side is the you know the controlling behavior that's something that's in my family we are chinese and my especially for my it's like i would say generational wound basically or something like more generational my my grandparents are really controlling my mom is controlling and i am a little bit controlling i'm, I'm bossy but on I try to be as healthy as like, it's like try not to be abusive, you can say, because controlling can block you from, you know, going on with your life and also really stay in your presence because you are trying to hold on to things and making the things work as you want to. And then you're probably getting frustrated and you are getting annoyed and probably infuriated and that's just not good for your own um mental health you know having all of this low vibration and that's what i did and really to um embrace my controlling side though because to some extent it's not a bad thing because if you are too out of control boy so yeah but really seeing like asking myself basically where does it come from why is it happening how can i let it go but how can i also embrace it to some extent that's healthy and that's like one shadow one one side of the shadow i don't have any really major like psychological issues let's just say um but i know from people who are either uh, schizophrenic or have psychosis like this is cluster a so cluster a um, personality disorders they are they have um like they tend to hallucinating and you know these kind of issues and with people like this, they, I don't recommend them work to work with their shadow too much. Like always take breaks because otherwise you're gonna, you, it's, it can go out of control and it won't help you because shadow work should help you. But if it doesn't help you and you get yourself too much into the dark side, let's just say, it's not good for your own good. So yeah, I hope that like answered it. Yeah. Yes, okay. and, and, and 2020 was my year of shadow work, um, right. very much so, um, only because of lockdown. So I did mm -hmm. shadow work because I, I, I kind of was faced with it. Um, okay. I would have carried on ignoring it. I'm well aware of shadows, shadow work and, and my shadow side. And, and as we get older, our shadow self starts to appear more and more. 
Oh yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, we're all going yes. But, um, if we don't do that work in mm -hmm. a healthy way, we either can flip to the other yeah. side. Oh yeah. Or we can hold on so tight to to resist it. Mm -hmm. Neither one of those are are um, helpful for us in terms yeah. of things like feeling good and aligned and mm -hmm. having the right kind of mindset that supports what we really want to do and what, what our mm -hmm. dreams are. And when we think about confidence through cabaret, because I spent way too much time in shadow self, um, <laughs> I, I needed to come back out of it. And, and actually that was a huge amount of the, the beginnings of confidence through cabaret and our, I'm going to say negotiations <laughs> uh, between Ryan and I about <laughs> it was always going to happen. Let me be clear, Cindy. It was always going to happen, but but how we would do it and what it would be about, and mm -hmm. we are still just discovering that. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I and I think if we if we do some of the work and then, as you say, take a break and then and and not judge it, I'd say was my learning from from the shadow work. Mm -hmm. um, because I was very quick to judge it for quite a while, which is why I needed to take a break from it. Um, because I, I, I would say, and control is one of my things. So I love that you <laughs> used that example. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, then I would judge it. Like I would judge what I was doing now, or I would judge how I've lived before, or I would, you know, and, and, and yet you actually have to just let it go and just look at it yeah, and do the work. So, um, yeah. so that's why I left that one to last, because I, I think it's, I think for a lot of us, we've done it, whether we knew it was shadow work, whether we're familiar with Jung or not. I, I, I love that you explained it so nicely. Thank you. You're welcome. I have completely hijacked the whole um, interview I, with these agree. things I want to know about because I'm <laughs> not waiting. <laughs> yeah i do not agree i think that was fascinating i was literally on the same page with you the entire way through so i was like oh and what's this and what's that and you were like and i need to know what this is and i was like yes this is great let's just listen <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for doing this with us today we really enjoyed talking with you and going through this process and journey with you today and discussing everything that you that you've been practicing as a creative witch it's been so interesting to get involved with that um the only question i have left really is where can we find you? Um, so I have, so Instagram, I try to be more consistent, but I am mm. currently moving and yes. yeah. we have like not a lot of like setup and everything. So um, mm. I, I, I'm trying to be consistent. So my, I, you can find me on Instagram and that's cindy.s.huang yeah. and then I also have Facebook, but it's more um, private and stuff. Nice. But um, you can find, like, I'm under Cindy Huang, and I mean, in all of those spiritual groups and uh, like business groups and stuff. And I also have um, a website. So my website is the psychic anthropologist.com, and you can find all my resources there and everything. I mean, I have also things planned for 2021 you can get um like um excited and once everything like set up and i have everything um i would 
I want to do a podcast. That's what I want to do. Um, just just talk and Amazing. about basically first of all my life and also things that I would like to do more critical content mm. like around not only witchcraft but also like the spiritual realm and because I do see some issues that need to be um, discussed in mm-hmm. the spirituality a lot of things is you know rainbows and unicorns and <laughs> <laughs> and people tend to you know it's like a black hole just like suck into that and just ignoring the reality and I would like to talk about that a little more of course my experiences in this uh, like a spiritual world and stuff and also my life experiences I experienced too much for a 25 year old that's not okay but yeah but yeah, that's what I want that that is something I have planned for 2021 and yeah you can get excited <laughs> that's amazing it's amazing it's amazing and we would love to help you or support you in any way that would serve you just we yeah. would because one of the things that I know, and I know I can speak for Ryan about this, that we both value so much about you is how grounded and down to earth you are <laughs> with your things. And, and rainbows and unicorns is a little bit like a hot bath sometimes. Eventually it just, you know, actually quickly it wears off and then you're cold again, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I mean, this is why we could talk to you all day because you are very grounded and reasoned and accepting and open and we just love that about you thank you so much for being with us thank you thank, thank you so much i i feel really um, grateful for everything you said <laughs> and um i love to hear about it and yeah i mean the thing is that you are not the only person the only one who said that i'm really grounded and you know really open-minded and probably i'm more mature than any other 25 year old and i've heard that a lot <laughs> and some people don't like it when no. i'm like you know brutally honest yeah we had some people so yeah mm-hmm. but yeah but it's your strength it's your strength and that's what shines through and that's why we love you and that's why we've been loving featuring you and you know we wanted to feature you and wanted to work with you and that's why we've loved having you in the community so thank you so much for doing this with us it's been such a pleasure and i actually do have one last thing okay one last thing okay so when we sign off we like to do it with a little uh, a little catchphrase, but it means a lot to us. It's more of a, less of a catchphrase, more of a, I guess, like a mantra or of an affirmation, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our own spell that we cast, because okay. we like to remind ourselves that we can control the controllables, as Heather has said to me. Um, and uh, the way we do that is by reaffirming to ourselves that it is, in fact, our body, our world, our stage. And we always say that in unison as your body, your world, your stage. Would you like to join us within that? Of course. I mean, I love the mantra. That's so cool. (laughs) Thank you so much. We love it. So my name is Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us today on Confidence Through Cabaret. And I'm Heather. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. And thank you so much for joining us, Cindy. 
today it is your body, your, body, your, world, your world, your stage. Your stage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been You're so welcome. A pleasure. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.